Yeah, what's up? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marian Barnett, your host. We hear each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Saying good morning to everybody. A lot of things going on. Oh, it's a lot of things happening. It's just ridiculous. Some of the stuff that's happening where... Our grandfather kills a seven-year-old grandson and all these things. Yeah, stuff like that just out of this world crazy. And we just have a lot to talk about, such as uh, a Tatiana Jefferson. I told y'all, don't celebrate too soon. I told y'all that. I know. I know these people. I've been here 75 years. I know you don't celebrate over a partial victory. That partial victory means they didn't want to give you any of it, really. They gave you, they stole you a bone, and then, then they tell the black community, well, you... Yeah, see, look, we, we, that's, that's a bigger bone than we used to throw you. And you have it. No, no, no. Please don't be like that. Please, people, please don't be like that. And when we began to see what was going on, when we see what is happening, now they're coming back, saying something a juror did that wrote about something. They want to know how much the jury knew before the trial and, and what was said in the message in there. They couldn't ask for uh, a new trial and all of this. They want to see a, they want a new trial. That's what they're going to demand. Is a, they want to get this policeman off. They want to get him off. They don't want him to go to prison. And he killed a woman. And I'm listening to people uh, every day since then getting sent forever for murder. He gets 11 years and some months and upset about that when he should have got life. Yeah, I mean, this, this is just oh, a terrible situation. And then we go back and look at Damar Hamlin, young man, played for Buffalo Bills. Got his heart. Looked like, I don't know, he's... Hit so hard in the chest. Actually, he made the tackle. But anyway, the blow so hard went to his chest, it almost killed him. All but killed him. But everybody prayed, and they've sent him millions of dollars for a foundation he had found to help young children. They've said, I know the last time it was six million, it's probably might be eight or 10 million by now. The way they were sending money. Yeah, that's something. The NFL, professional football. We glory. The most favorite thing we have in Dallas is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, is Dallas, well, they have made Dallas just known, popular, worldwide. I don't care where I go. I don't care where I go. And 
They ask me where I'm from. I say Dallas first thing. Everybody, almost everybody, talk, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we don't think about the other end. I pray over that that things like that ever happen until they happen. We love football because America is a country that loves contact. Football is a contact sport. There have been others who have been killed playing football. Now, Dallas Texans, who's the Kansas City Chiefs right now, he should be the Dallas Texans. They started in Dallas. Had a boy from Dallas who played with them, who's an Olympic sprinter, was killed in the Cotton Bowl playing professional football. His name was Stonewall Johnson. Stone Johnson. Everybody knew him. He ran in the Olympics. But he was killed making a tackle playing with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just things that are going on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about teaching Spanish to all children at least two years required required to me anyone who can't see that is downright blind why it's needed my god anybody who can't see that is blind a crazy one can't see it and then the situation up there in Allen this guy married to a white woman and they get some graffiti on his garage door, you know, using what they're saying, the N-word and everything. He jumps up and packs his things and, and to get his family and leave. Come on, fella. You're not going to just let a little something that you need to stand up to and run run away come on now you surely couldn't have made it back in the day if you're gonna be running if you were back in, if you were back in the day you'd be running right now because where are you gonna go to to hide how are you where are you going now, it's, 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 it's at some time it's, it's just time to stand up and fight oh no Certain things you don't take. Certain things you don't take. Just tear down running. Are you running because you're afraid? Are you going to use the excuse? Well, I'm trying. I don't want my children to go through. Yeah, they need to see all that too. They need to see it and they probably have already seen it and experienced it. But you took off running, brother. So am I right? Something is not right. But you can reach me at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. If you'd like to discuss any of these things, any of these things, it's, it's, it's so many things happening out there. So many so many, so many. 
discuss. How are we going to stand up to these things? I'm not just talking about talking about how are we going to stand up to these things that are happening now. You might want to rest and sit back on your laurels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure glad it, it ain't like it used to be in every every year. Yeah, it's not too far from it if it is. But I, I say, they just change, change some tactics. But ever so often, the truth will come out. Ever so often, people will have to stand against bigotry, ignorance, and racism. Every so often, we have to make sure that we are not retreating. Sometimes it's a time to advance and fight. Then there's a, when the horn blows, there's a time to retreat. This is not a time to retreat now. Oh, no. Not a time. It's a time for us to stand up and then attack. Hello. No time to retreat. Because as long as you're retreating and won't stand and running, they're just like a dog. Dog run at you, you run. As long as you're running, he's going to run at you. Dog take off after you stand your ground, he'll take off and go another direction. Believe me, it's time for us to stand our ground in every situation that we face. Stand that ground. Stand up for our rights. Our ancestors built this country develop it, everybody in it, everybody who's trying to get here, who want to be a part of this country, they're standing on the backs of our ancestors too. And you, you're taking that great courage and intestinal fortitude, bravery, and running with it. Take off running. My, my, my. And the border. I missed that one. What is the president going to do about the border? He's supposed to visit the border tomorrow. How do you see this border thing? People crossing the border, crossing the Rio Grande into Texas. About a thousand each day. How do you feel about that? People crossing the border. Each day. Oh, they have ways of getting people here. Working out their citizenship. Yes, they do. But people want to come in mass numbers. And we don't know exactly who will be coming. They said they're going to get this one and sign this one. Do we really know? There are certain people America won't. But there are certain people America don't want. Well, why is it such a problem? Why is it 
we can't get together in some type of integration reform and do this thing the way it should be done. Is that such a problem that can't be solved? I wonder about this. Solving this problem. Well, he tried when the Haitians came, he tried to solve it with horses. Running over them with horses. Running them back. That's the only time I've seen horses down there was when the Haitians were trying to come in in mass numbers. But they're counting a certain number of them is with these countries that are coming, a certain amount of Haitians they're letting in. But everything in Central America to South America, most of the countries, they're letting in. So many. Why is it the problem? What's so hard about this problem? What do you think? What do you think about it? Immigration. What do you think about it? What is it? What is it good for? Why? Why is this problem? It's so great. Why is this problem? Do you not want any other people in America? You have problems? Oh, you don't have problems. I want to hear. I want to hear. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. I want to hear about something from all of these subjects. I'll throw the myriad of subjects out there. Put them out there. And give you the opportunity to talk because this is the voice of the people. This is that voice. 972-647-1893. All right, Pierre, who do we have? Hi, good morning and uh, happy new year. We have uh, Leon on the line one. Leon, you say? Yes. All right. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Rob and happy new year to you. Same to you. Happy new year. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. this may not be quite what you were talking about when you I'm mentioned sorry, football, uh, but uh, South Oak Cliff Victory Parade is going to be this morning. Tim, yes, yes, the parade's going to be what, the 9.30 or 10.30? Uh, I think 10? it's 10.30. Yes. Okay. From Marcellus all up, I'm from Duke 12 all the way up, Marcellus till you get to Sock. Where the practice field is back there. Where the football field is at. And I am happy that the kids won the second consecutive championship. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. uh, You you know me. I have to call it like I see it. Mm -hmm. I I thought a more appropriate parade would have been right down the middle of downtown Main Street. Well, that's been nice, wouldn't it? Well, uh, you know, I was told that it had already been decided, and I'm kind of skeptical because I'm saying, well, had, would, had that been Woodrow Wilson or Hillcrest or some team from the north side, would they have gone right down the middle of downtown Dallas uh, mm. as opposed to around the corner from the school? Yeah. Because, you know, you got uh, a city 
budget with $4.5 billion city of Dallas and a one-point-something billion dollar Dallas Independent School District. And it seemed like it would have been no big deal just to do it the right way. So the whole city, not not just cast aspersions on Marsala Street, but a more centrally located celebration that would culminate at City Hall like they did last year. So I just want to say hopefully when we do it again next year, we'll get the big parade that we deserve because it'll be a three-peat. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, while we're talking about football, this shows how important it is that the DeMar Hamlin incident shows how important it is for those athletes to uh, learn how to manage their money, get their education, and be prepared in case something catastrophic like what happened happens to them because not necessarily will you uh, get a life-threatening injury like a, your heart stopping, but you could, you know, I've heard football players getting their eyes disabled and other injuries that cuts their career short. So... Well, yeah. You see, you had some high school kids to get killed all right before the holidays. They died from their injuries. That was not national news. Uh, yeah, football is a very rough sport. Very rough. And uh, America loves it. The rougher it gets, the better, the more popular. It's about money. And it's about rules and regulations. You take basketball, you still have rules and regulations, regulations, I'm sorry, on traveling and stuff like that. They don't do it anymore because you can cause a lot more contact under that grow that go. Believe me, uh, America loves rough sports. Look at hockey. We love rough sports. We don't love the little touchy sports. We love something physical, real physical contact. That's what's going on. But I thank you for your call. All righty. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And we're up against a short break. And we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back. And we're talking about things going on. I tell you what, Pierre, bring me up a call. All right. Uh, we have Tim on uh, line uh, two. Tim? Okay. Bring him on. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Hello? Um. Yeah, can you hear me, sir? Yes, I sure can. Go right ahead and speak. First, first of all, I want to say um, Happy New Year to you and your family, to the entire staff. Thank you. To all the listening audience, okay? And uh, uh, let's talk about, uh, you mentioned the people coming in, all, all the uh, Hispanics coming in. Well, you know, that's, you know, it, it's been indicated 2.7 million People has been uh, has come from come from the border uh, within the last couple of years. 
you know. So I, I believe it's the money thing. Somebody's paying somebody to let these people. If you remember uh, during the year that was building the gate, uh, and they stopped building that when Donald Trump got out of office. Now they want to start a rebuild, but he was over here right now. So I mean, what purpose are you defeating? You're defeating your purpose. So I believe it's the money thing. I think people are trying to. I think somebody's being paid. What is your take on that? So what is your what is your thought on that? Let me get your let me, let me get your thought on that. Are you for them coming or not? Well, let me get your thought of, of people coming. Am I for them coming or not? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think people my race should come. Be able, any people of any race should be able to come. I, I, you know, you mentioned earlier that there are certain types of people that they let come here. Okay, am I for them coming or not? Well, if you go to do the run at twenty eight, it's going to tell people from Orlando it's going to be coming. Uh, it's going to be taken over. I don't know if you if you read that or not in the Bible, but it's in Deuteronomy twenty eight. Okay, it's going to take over. So, uh, am I for? I think not really. I'm tell you why, sir. Because you got people here that are starving here. You got uh, men and women, uh, single parents that are living on the street, men that are living on the street that need a place to stay. You got veterans that are living on the streets that need a place to stay. And I think that's wrong for you to bring millions of people over here and give them a place to stay and not take care of the people in the United States. That's my take on that. And what is your take on it? How do you feel about it? Well, see, it's a, it's a problem that most of us might be right on the way we think, but then we'd be wrong on the reason why we think that way. First of all, okay. the reason why you talked about the poor and those homeless and, uh, you know, people like that. Well, let me tell you something shocking to you then, Barbary, about the homeless. Do you think the homeless want a home to stay in? Some do, some don't. Many of them do. Some do, sir. Many of them don't. Many of them don't. They don't. They don't want the place to stay. I I went to, I went to jail for them. And yes, they own drugs and different things, and you offer them and give them a find them a nice place to stay. They don't want it. They want to be on the streets. They feel like if they somewhere inside a building, they're gonna miss something. Now, that, now, what you need there is some mental, some mental uh, uh, help. Because any man, any woman that wants to lie on the streets, lay where they can get their brains knocked out, there's no protection around them, uh, uh, be hungry and sped on, rained on, out in the cold. Any human being that wants to live like that, that's, that's a mental problem. It's more than just food and and you know and clothing and thing. It, we gotta work. You have to work with them mentally. And then they have a drug problem. A drug problem. Just about every one of them you meet has a drug problem. So it's a bigger problem than we have. It's the problem and the wrong people that have that problem. If America gonna spend the money it should spend to correct that problem. Well, you know, I, I'm in agreement with you on that, Sarah. Uh, 
there's some other that needs to be up. But let's go to another subject. You know, let's go tell, let's talk about this gun law that uh, uh, Republican Greg Abbott passed that's causing young men to take, six-year-old boys to take guns to school to shoot teachers, okay? It's out of order and it's outrageous and it's terrible because I feel that if this law hadn't not been passed, where there has been some type of gun control and you got the... Uh, what is the Rifle Association, mm-hmm. uh, a billion-dollar corporation uh, that, you know, people refuse to, you know, just go along with that program mm-hmm. because they're making so much money with guns, you know. So you've got a gun in almost every home now with young teenage women or young adult women that don't know how to put those guns up or lock them up, and you got kids that are six years old. Every kid six years old thinking like he's 10 years old or 12 or 15. And when you got a, son, a child that's taking a gun to school, something's wrong with that. What is yeah. your take on that, sir? Well, the school, the school problem and kids, well, first of all, we need to look at that uh, uh, the family structure. Family structure. Is it know, one parent, is that one parent trying to watch several kids? Yeah, and trying to raise several kids, that's hard, believe well, me. Gun, Babe, that's put hard. Put the gun up, sir. Put the gun up. Put the gun up. Lock the gun up. Put the gun in a safe place. They tell you, if you have a gun, put it in a safe place where a child cannot reach that gun. Put it up well, in the lockbox and put it up. Mm-hmm. That, that, so that, that's that's all it. well and good. But some children, I don't care where you place it, they can find it. Mm-hmm. They, they can find it. Oh, they'll find it. Uh, but it's just it's hard in a situation where you have to live so that you need weapons around you. We have a twofold reason f- f- to use weapons. To protect ourselves from people that are maybe living in our neighborhood or close around us and then protect ourselves who really hate you because of who you are. See, it's a double-hole uh, and it will cause you a lot of problems, a lot of headaches. Well, well, well let me ask you a question. Do you, do you not think the blood of Jesus will keep you and, and protect you that uh, according to Psalms and the one, no, no, nothing that will come to your home? A thousand may fall on your right side, ten thousand on your left side. Do you do you believe in that in that verse there in the chapter uh, in chapter Psalms ninety one? Do you believe in that? It all depends on how you interpret in that. Now, well, will I, Jesus I, come down? Is someone breaking your house and roof come after you and be there to shoot you? You think Jesus will? He can. Will he be there and protect you, or did he give you enough sense to protect yourselves in certain situations? Well, he gives you common Well, then that's 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 what we need to that's what we need to look at. Just plain common sense. Yeah. Well, you know. It, well, so you feel that every home should own a gun? Is that what you're telling me? What? Every parent, every single parent should have a should have a should have a gun. Should have protection? Yes. Yes. Wow. Huh? Why? Wow. To protect themselves. Yeah. 
You have a gun in your home? No. I don't need one. Well, you don't know if you need one or not. But I tell you what, it's better to have one and not need it than to have than to need it and not have it. Well, I trust God that you won't let anything happen to me. Well, yeah, but see, uh, he gives you common sense on certain things. Some of us use him when we need him. We need him. We use him as a private detective. We need him as a bodyguard and all of that. He shows you spiritually how to do things and protect yourself, forewarn you in different things of dangerous situations, dangerous conditions. There are things that he do that he show us. But as far as for him coming down here to protect you, if somebody is going to shoot you and you know he's going to shoot you, you say, I'm not going to do anything but just let Jesus protect me. No, that's stupid. That's stupidity. But look, let's let somebody else talk. Thank you for your call, okay? Thank you. We're not talking about Jesus. Okay, okay. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have here? So we have Beverly on line one. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. How you doing this morning? Fine. How are you? I'm on top of the world. You know what? I have a, I have one phrase to say, and then I'm going to go where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, educated booze from uneducated schools. That's number one. That's where we stand at. Now, let's go to the border. I'm so tired of that border talk. The way I look at this right now, because that's, that's political. They always do this stuff around political time. What do they do between the time you vote them in to the time to vote them out? And we can't seem to get them out. So my thing is, we ought to be taking, uh, make sure we see everybody green card that's up in here, because they all invaded in here. Mm. They all invaded? They all came up in here. They didn't come in here legally. They took what they wanted to take. Well, who who are you calling they? The uh, corporation. The corporation? United States. The United States brought them all in here? They came up in here, the ones that, uh, the back to the history stuff, they came, they invaded on Turtle Island and took this to be their own. This, you know what? This, like you say, you can't hide the truth, and it's not going to be hid. This is exposure time. I've been saying that forever. Every last one of these folks in here making these laws and stuff, Trump's still running this stuff, and, and, it's, and we can't see that, something wrong. Trump is still running that. This is him and, when him and the Abbott was at the border, and then you go back to when they, how they got the Haitians out of here. You know, we was on there at first. So the reason why I say what I say, they done came in here and took our land and stuff. We need to be evicting them. We need green cards from them. What what right did they come in here for? I don't want these people coming in here because we already packed. You done bought Afghanistan in here. You done bought Ukraine in here. You done bought China in here. You done bought everybody up in here. I'm like that person. Now we on the streets, and I'm like you. There's a lot of us on the streets because we want to be out there. I learned a lot driving for Dora. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how, how homeless people was and how they, but some of them out there, 
Baby, they want to be out there. You can't help Harry Hippie. Well, I'm glad to have someone else call and confirm that. I found this out over 30 years ago uh, that they didn't want. We had places for them to live. They didn't want that. They don't want that. They want to live their life and to get up and go to work every day and do things that uh, other people do and proud to do it. They said, no, nothing works but a mule and a fool. And they'd rather be on the streets and the only thing they have to hustle is their drugs. That's it. And then because people are going to give them and food. And a warm place to sit when it's cold and a cool place to sit when it's hot out there. Yeah. That's it. But still, we must show some concern. And I think the biggest concern or the biggest problem they have is mental. Once a person has had to sleep out on the ground, sleep out on the streets and different things, and fend for themselves, uh, it's tough. Think of a woman, a woman out there. It's worse than that. I had taught one young lady off, off the bus to, to get some help. I said, you are a female. This doesn't make sense. I missed her for some months Amen. around there. When I saw her again, I didn't even know who she was. And she had went and got herself cleaned up. It is a mental problem. And we need to be, We, you know what our problem is? We need to grow up like Paul said in that Bible. When we was a, when I was a child, I spoke and acted like a child. Now we need to put those childish ways down and act like an adult and stand up and be the people that, the intelligent human people that we come here to be. Right. Okay, then. I really thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, there's the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have here? So we have uh, Imani on uh, line three. Imani? Imani, yeah. He's on line three. All righty, bring him on. Yep. Good morning, Imani. Hey, Pastor. How you doing today? Fine. How are you? Oh, well, as the said, I didn't have to go to a funeral. Yes. Uh, the funeral homes are filled, the churches are closed, the casinos are open, um, you know, all the, the lot of places are open, and everything's open but God, but we're supposed to simple. So I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm concerned about that. But on your subject this morning, I, 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 I'm I, just going to say, if you want to hide something, must hide it in the book. Remember that? Could you repeat that? Uh... What? Remember that old saying, if you want to hide something, hide it in a book from us? Yes, I remember people saying that. If you're going to hide it from black people, put it in a book, yes. Well, that's what I'm noticing when your callers call in. Um, they don't know, they never read about things like uh, Dr. King's book when he talked about the death of a king, and they never read the Gary, Gary, um, but it, uh, Dark Alliance by Gary Webb, and they don't understand what the. Uh, uh, what uh, uh, what type of brainwashing is? It's a lot of people on the street, and we know what they're doing. They got to build these infrastructures. Bridges are falling down. Those are uh, messing up. So, and our people have been so damaged by these drugs and alcohol in our communities that we're not able to build those anymore. And these cats, these conserved, uh, content that want to conserve all the power, don't want to do it themselves. So they have to have a new labor force. So they bring them over here saying that they they cause wars and stuff and bring them over here. But 
I want our people to realize that we are organized now, and, and this is not of the Palinomics Corporation and Ice Cube and Dr. Anderson. That's a bunch of us. And we got money, and we're trying to get to see the president. We, uh, we got a bill up there called the George Floyd Law. We got one called, um, we realize we have to have some, some money. We got to have something to repair our people. Mm-hmm. And we got a, uh, a reparation bill. So I wish my people would read and study and, and, and all the books, uh, uh, the Bible and all the books, but realize that we are under, uh, they're trying to put us in a, a, a new Jim Crow situation. Mm-hmm. And our people call in, they don't do no, the homework, all they do is what they feel. We have to do from what we see. And what's happening now to us is this, it's a, Everything is coming our way, but it's taking over our community, our church, our our families, and everything. So, I wish they would read some books to study a little bit before they call in. All right, and I appreciate your show. I and agree with you. Mm-hmm. One more show. One All right, show. Mm-hmm. your show, your, your show, the Sundays. Instead of us talking about, they need, if they want to use the Bible, then they need to learn how to read the Bible. And you are very qualified in that. So I suggest they listen to your show instead of calling in and not just what they feel and not what they know. Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Imani. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm up against a short break. 972-607-1893 is the number to call me. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back on Church Information and Open Forum. You can reach me 972-647-1893. All righty, Pierre, who do we have? So we have uh, Tim on the line four, another Tim. Tim? Tim. All right, bring him on. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how you doing, Brother Barnett? Fine, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad that Satan closed and went back to the North Pole. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, see, that that, that Santa, I think Walter Nash, when he named him and invented him, had had Satan in his mind. Oh, really? yeah. That's when you, you, when you unscramble the word, that's what it means. Satan. Yeah. And Satan's a trickster. And I don't know, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed him when I was a small child. Didn't make any difference. But it's still, we have to understand that there are certain things, and most things people will run into in America is behind money. Believe right. me. Santa Claus, there are very few things you can do that people are willing to put Santa Claus in second place. They want him in first place during that time right. of year. Very little. You can, right. Very few things they're going to put behind Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is, what, this is what I really wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. About the uh, Latinos, Hispanics coming over to uh, America. The mm-hmm. thing with me is, is that over there in, uh, in the Mexico and Central America, they treat black people bad over there, but they want to come over here and live good. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Over in Central America, they treat the uh, black-skinned people bad? Yeah, in Mexico and Central America, Yeah, they treat black people bad, but they want to come over here and live a good life. 
Well, I know a lot of people that uh, they that's coming from countries south of those countries are killed for trying to go through their country to get to America. It's actually some of those places are war zones. The news media don't report on those, but I've gotten reports that uh, certain people know they don't want over here. They kill them to keep from out of the United States. Yes, they want to be first-class citizens when they get here, but they kill to get here. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, our people are getting treated bad, though. You know, like the Haitians. Why can't they let some Haitians over here? Well, they 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 put they they put Haiti on this little list. They got of about five or six countries they're gonna allow to migrate here. Haiti is one of them. She, they are, but see what they don't tell you. The reason why we speak English is because of Haiti. When they defeated the French for America, okay, and they don't tell you these things. Here's Haiti have done a lot of great things for America, but most America Americans are ignorant to that. Like I keep telling you, America, uh, the white schools, they're not really they're not really getting a real education. They don't get a real education in white schools. They get an education that will try to point them to stay superior. But to get a true education in America, no, they don't get them. Either, no. it's sad. No, and black, you know, and definitely we don't get it. You know, and no, then, then the, next, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the more Hamlin. I think the more Hamlin, I think he has a calling on his life besides football. I think that God is doing something in his life that he can uh, in the city of Buffalo. I hope some of that money he directs towards towards the black community. You know, instead of spending on you know, toys and stuff like that, that Buffalo is, is really uh, uh, a poor the city for black people to live in, so I hope he does something for for the black community with that money once he gets well. Mm-hmm. Well, last I heard, it was about what, six, seven million they sent him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he founded this and he played four years and have made only three and a half million dollars. That's no money for them playing in the NFL. No, that's no, no I, money I, at all. Yeah, yeah. Evidently, he didn't have a good agent. I don't know what happened in that situation. I don't know. It's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they yeah, but definitely have him on minimum wage playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last thing I wanted to mention to you about was uh, how uh, individuals can tell that the, the Jews are not the real Jews, right? If you read Genesis 10, 3 through 5, it, it mentions the Ashkenaz, and Ashkenaz, Gentiles. Well, yes, they, they, were, they, they were Greeks. They were Greeks. Right, Greeks and, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, Romans and, you know, but this in, in 10, uh, verse 10, 3 through 5, mentions Ashkenaz. And 80% of those Jews are Ashkenazi Jews and they're Gentiles. And if you go to Luke 21, verse mm-hmm. 24, it says that the Gentiles were, uh, were trodden down, will will bring down uh, Jerusalem. So if they, were, if they were real Jews, it would say Jews. But these people are Gentiles. Well, that, that, that one is already fulfilled. They uh, burned Rome and they, they burned Jerusalem and it's been rebuilt. But these things, some of these things you're mentioning have already happened and some will happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that 
if people look at these Ashkenazi Jews, they're over in Jerusalem now, right? Over in Israel. They are not the real Jews. You can tell that by reading oh. Oh, uh, yeah. seeing three through five because they're Ashkenazi Jews. They're not real Jews. Our people are the real Jews that left there. He's calling these people Gentiles. Well, these people were placed at a protector's oil fields in 1948. Right, yeah, they came back to, yeah, to Right. <coughs> yes. Right, mm-hmm. the British mandate, right. Yes. But these people, you know, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're not the real Jews. And the, the mm-hmm. Bible makes it plain and clear who these people but are. But see, what it is, is the problem. You use Israelites and Jews in a sense, you know, interchangeable. They're not. They're not the same people. And that's why we get it mixed up. See, we use it interchangeable. And most people think right. they are the same people. No, they're not. Oh, no, oh, they're no. not. They need to go back and study yeah. their Bible. Or listen right. to okay. those who know the Bible. And right. really... This is the last thing I'm going to say. About these, the Hebrew Israelites, these black brothers, these guys in the black community know more about the Bible than anybody. Yeah. Than anybody. You think I, so? I don't have a son, but if I had a son, he said he was joining that group. All I would tell him was like, "Hey, man, make sure that you don't get involved with some people that want to cause trouble." But the knowledge that they have, because I was a religious studies major at UNT, right? The knowledge that these people have are greater than anybody in the black community. You think anybody. so? I know so. I've studied it. the things. A lot of things that I've learned. I've learned from watching some of their uh, videos. So I'm being real about it. How old are you? I'm, I'm almost six. I'm 59. You're 59. What year were you born? A 63. You were born in 63? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been teaching that since 67. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know that you know a lot. You know what I mean? I listen to you and I know that you know a lot. That's why I was telling you, sometimes, you know, our preachers need to realize that don't teach these things from these white theologians because some of the things are oppressive. Yes. The, some of them, I, when you literally look at the depths of it, all of them are. Really. Uh, uh, well, hey, well, okay. Okay. You know, call it like it is. Call it like it is. I, mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with it. All right. Thank you. And thank you for your call. The clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who you have, Pierre? Right, to Georgia is on the line, too. George? Yes. Already? Good morning, George. Greetings, my brother. My comment is going to be real short to the point. I'm, I'm 60, I'll be 63 this month. I was born in 1960. In the early 60s, I seen how my father and my grandmother and everything sports. Dog, nice six. Water hole for the white force to be freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point is, I don't agree with all these um, Mexicans. Now let's just go straight to the point. Mexicans um, being over here. First of all, I ask people to pay attention when you go to Walmart or um, Jack in the Box, McDonald's, different res- restaurants, even off of uh, Lancaster, you have Taco Bell. You have a manager of this uh, Mexican, they hire all Mexican. And then when you look at the school system, and I know we got some um, people that work in the school district listening. You try to get our kids to learn Spanish, 
true, but this is the United States. I see how Ali fought for um, He said, hey, that's your war, not our war. But my point is, when you even look at the roads out here, you see a number of Mexicans working on the roads. When you go to the stores, you see a number of Mexicans. Don't be fooled when you see past a house. They got a house for three bedrooms, then they got a house behind it. And you might pass by, got six or seven, eight trucks, brand new trucks, but you can't get along as us being black. My point of saying that is this. People need to wake up. The next generation, my good days are behind me. My shorter days are before me because I'm not going to make another 63 years of life. For the new generation, pay attention. They're not trying to educate you. They're not trying to give you a job. They want you to be hurt. We're the lowest percent of people there is. First, they, they'll say white. Then they say, oh, the Mexicans, since they got seven million, they predominant. If a pandemic came out, how much money do you think you blacks are going to get? Nothing. You might get the leftovers, which we always do. But my point is, we need to pay attention. Don't be fooled by the number of people that get this. And you can't get no credit. That's why we, we should be teaching them how to get credit and how to make money leverage, how to build wealth. I tell people to educate yourself because the next generation, we're hopeless on something. You're killing each other with drugs and stuff. They, they bought this drugs in the early, what, 84? Crack cocaine to kill us. So I ask everybody to wake up, pay attention. Look around. The Mexicans got stores. They got places they can go do their little fiesta. And they play music so loud. But if a black person play it, oh, they won't say it. Even the police, they don't even, they, you got who? Garcia? He's Mexican. Just go look out for his people. Wake up. We need to stick together as one. It's power mm-hmm. in numbers. Well, don't you think that's one of the reasons why Hispanic people are making it because they stick together? We used to stick together during the 60s. And, and then you opened the um you dropped the last beer. Somebody's going to have to get out of here. We need to work on trying to build ourselves to make a better people for our next generation. All right. Okay. We all have opinion. Yes, I, uh-huh. I tell everybody, say it. I thank you for your call. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. That clears it. That clears it. A line. Now, all right. Let's see. 972-647-1893. Ah, uh, I... I'm puzzled. Well, I got five minutes in, in this. Uh, send me, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Yeah, uh, we have a Randy on the line one. All right. Randy? Yes. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm getting ready to go mess with some horses and teach people to not fall off. All right. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, but, you know, I was trying to just listen to this conversation in the morning, but I couldn't. I had to call in. And mm-hmm. the reason is because I hear a lot of people calling that I think will walk right past Lazarus. You know what I mean? All right. I'm listening. Because that line they got down there on the Rio Grande, that don't mean nothing under the Creator's eyes. Why are we falling into the trap that we deserve something somebody else don't deserve the same thing we deserve? Why are we saying... I'm standing here, and I've been here, and my family's been here, but somebody else standing beside you don't deserve the same thing you do. I'm not understanding this. And when we got most all the people, I would almost bet 
all the money I got in my pocket, about 150 bucks, that never one of these people that called in and started talking bad about the homeless have ever been homeless. I can hear it in their voice. So until you've been homeless, I think you should almost keep your mouth shut because you're not talking from the space of the person whose experience. That's like somebody telling you how to raise your kid just because they can write a book and they never had a kid. So people, please love one another. It doesn't matter what nation you're from. That's all an illusion to keep us apart from the love. So if you see somebody from Mexico, Ethiopia, uh, Ukraine or whatever, and they're downtrodden and need help, don't stand there and say you can't come across the line because you ain't got a green card. Come on, people. I'll listen to the rest of the show. Thank you, Brother Barnett, for being here. All right. Thank you. Uh, but let me ask you something, Randy. Randy, is he gone? He's on. He's still on. Oh, no, he just hung up the phone. Yeah, Okay. He just hung up. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. When we uh, look at this immigration, uh, it's not an easy subject. And uh, America is a country that, that, that really, uh, when it it, 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 it take it take things like in America, let me explain this whole thing here. When people come to America, every person before they become a citizen should be taught true American history. Every person should be taught how America developed and was built. Every person. And when they learn true American history, they can come to America and respect those who built America. But rather, come to America looking to replace those who built America. To replace them. They're looking, oh, where is he working? I, I, I hear I, you, you, you can go after and get his job. These things, let's, let's be honest about it. These things are happening in America. These things are being taught. Then we have people here who think they made it and have something, say, no, we don't need to teach the critical race theory. We don't need that. They want things status quo. They want things to be as they are already, and that is a lie. It's a big lie what they teach in schools. And they stop, need to stop lying and start standing up and being true human beings like everybody else. Everybody wants to be treated right. Well, let's just tell the right story and tell how things should be. And when we get to that point, we get to a point that we can all take pride in what we've done, what our ancestors have done, and take pride in America and everyone that comes to America can respect Americans. When these things happen, when these things happen, you know, it's a sad situation that we're in. America discriminates viciously, still do, take lives, police murder at will. People killing at will behind ignorance, hardcore ignorance. Yes, 
I think every human heart can be all right, but it has to be taught the right things. I tell you what, it's 8 o'clock, and I'll take your calls after 8 o'clock, and we'll be back. All right, we're ready to go. We're ready to go for our number two of church information and open forum. Yes, we're inviting you all to have service with us tomorrow at 9.30 tomorrow morning. Marion C. Barnett, Marion Barnett Sr. Yes, on Facebook tomorrow morning, 9.30. You are so Invited, you are so invited. Yes, back to where we were in looking at things. Wow, those Republicans can't get it together. They can't even elect a speaker of the House. That shows you this: they are not for anything that's going to change America and make it a better nation. They're not after that. They just want to stay in power and keep the status quo. That's America. That's America. And God has his way of exposing. No, no matter how much earthly power you have, he has a way of showing who truly we are. All righty. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have here? Sojourner is in the line one. Sojourner? All right, Sojourner. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year's. Yes, uh-huh. Yes, uh, I was, you were talking about this immigration situation mm-hmm. and uh, there's some of the history behind it. If we could understand some of the history behind it, we could kind of see what's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. After world, after the Korean conflict in the 50s, America went into those countries south of Mexico, Venezuela, all those countries, and they set up the governments there that was not free of the, were representative of the people there. And those uh, governments abused those people and and part of, that's what we call the Cold War. The Cold War was about uh, expansion into Western Hemisphere. And those people in those countries, south of Mexico, got caught up in the Cold War from the America's perspective of America going down there, controlling those countries, making sure that communism wouldn't come into those countries. And they destroyed those governments. And this is what we're seeing today. There were all kind of efforts. They stole the resources. They took over the country, put in dictatorships, the whole year, the whole nine yards. So if we understand the history, then we have a better perspective of what's going on. Which president? I'm seeing you. You say you know the history. Which president uh, really did this? Who was really anti-central in South America? Well, it probably started going goes back to. Theodore Roosevelt? No, yeah, you're a little too early. Uh, you go. Eisenhower, I just uh, saved time. It was Eisenhower. It's Eisenhower. He himself, as President of the United States, called these people 
Wetbacks. He came up with that name, Dwight Eisenhower. And the, the things that you're seeing are so true. And the things about this is, my contention is, teach everybody true American history, North American history. Let's, let's put it like that. And then everybody will know how to come in, respect one another, and treat each other I. I write rather than coming in and following the patterns of white America with discrimination. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. I understand, yeah. and that's that was that's part of the strategy is to replace the blacks are being replaced by these people. If you look around, you can see it. The work that we used to do on the roads, the building, and all that, we're not doing that anymore. Now, this is an economic war against black people in America never to allow blacks to establish economic base in America again after Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're on the right track. That, that's very good. That's very good. That uh, what you had, that you know the historicity of that that started in uh, 1953 with Dwight Eisenhower. And uh, he, he really, oh, he was very brutal toward uh, people from Central and South America. He very was very brutal. And uh, he changed a lot of things. But still, uh, still those people we should change and then teach, let people have to learn about America and then they come into America. Very true. That's, uh, and I just, my perspective on it is this. We are being replaced and we don't know it. Uh, oh, I think most people know it now. We, they people like crazy. They, they know when they have a job or had a job when, when it disappears and you know, see someone else working where they want to work. Yeah, people are, people are not crazy. They are. They are they are doing that. They, they, they know it. The people know it. Yeah, I'm not saying we are crazy, but what you know is it's things in America happen suddenly. You know they do things suddenly. They don't just it's like like Satan. He doesn't come out and do it right in your face. It's things that are done real suddenly. You know it, even when you look back uh, back say when when I was growing up when you were growing up there were things in the music that that related to us. Well. Somewhere down the line, they decided, they looked at that music and said, we need to change this music. And back with the masking? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, everything was changed that spoke to the positivity of black people. Our music, everything changed. And that led us down this rabbit trail where we became, we thought, started to think less of ourselves. You never would have called a woman, a black woman, a bee. Never. Not even anything. But now you hear it. It's common. Well, and you know, see, you're talking about cultural differences. You you are so right. There are so many things (coughs) when it comes to culture that uh, our woman stood out. Yes, you never would call her the B word, and and survive, and then it, what 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 was doing? one other thing you could not do to a black woman, but you used to see a white man do it to a white woman all the time. 
You couldn't re- disrespect her. But what, 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 what was it? You don't remember? Well, I have... Okay, been- I'll tell you what it was. All right, tell me, tell me, tell me. You did not put your hand in public now. You did not put your hand on a black woman's behind. A black woman wasn't going to do that. White men used to grab us a handful <laughs> and laugh about it and be falling. Oh, yeah. That was a cultural difference. No, you couldn't touch a black woman's behind in, in, in person. But white men could touch a white woman. See, that those, those cultural differences. Uh, but... I'm looking at differences that really brings about a change when it comes to really your wallet or pocketbook, whatever you want to call it. These things will need to bring about a change. I, I tell you what, why don't y'all call him money and give his number and uh, join his organization. I'll give you money's organization. Start with that. I know the people that founded that, and I know them personally, but still, uh, he got something going on that's very good when he's talking about coming together. All right? Yeah, I understand. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh-huh. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. A happy new year. Uh, what about this? They painted the N-word on this brother's garage door. And this is up in Allen, not far from here, <laughs> right up the street there, <laughs> if you want to know the truth. And his sons, uh, they tell me, are real good football players, and he just decided he... He took off and gone to somewhere else. He can't stay there if they're going to do things like to him in that, that little town. He's going to he left town. What do you think about that? If that happened to you and you moved in a predominantly white area and someone write graffiti on your garage... Would you break and run? Well, would you seek out who did it? How would you handle that situation? Would you run? 972-647-1893. I want to know. What would we, what would your response be? What would it be? Do you think running away from a problem solves that problem? Uh, you say, well, it'll solve it for me. No, it may not. It may not. You may go to someplace even worse. What will we do with things like this? 972-647-1893. What do we do with things like this? How do we make it ourselves Unafraid. Uh, how do we make ourselves? See, most cases, not all, but most cases, 
running is fear. It is. People run out of fear. Are we still afraid of certain situations? Well, maybe we should be. But instead of retaliating, we run. We take the easy way out. Take And has the easy way helped us as a people by going along just to get along? Have that helped us as a people? Uh, who gets the grease? The noisy wagon or the wagon that's 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 you know that's in good shape. Who gets the grease? Wonder about this. Who gets the grease? The squeaky wheel is running the thing. Is running away. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. I want I want to hear what you have to say about this. Just because someone wrote something on your garage, you're not you, you're gonna take off and run. All right, bring me up a caller. Bring me up. All right, so we, we have a say on a line two. Say. All right, bring on. Good morning, say. Hello. Good morning. Yes, go right ahead. Uh, let's not get Alan twisted. Alan is full of black people. Mm -hmm. Has always been. Mm -hmm. And as you say, <clears throat> what should we do? Should we run? No, that's you know you you got to face the problem. Uh, probably not the first time it happened. Uh, sadly that it did happen to him, but running is never the solution. <clears throat> he may have already had in his mind he was going to leave. We don't know that. But uh, I, I, I go through Alan all the time, and I was surprised to know that, you know, we've been there like we've always been in every little city, every little suburb that, uh, that, that in today's time have been considered as the upper class serves, I mean, uh, suburbs. But we, we're there. We're there heavily. And uh, some of us have owned, uh, grandparents have owned the property. Some of those properties are still there. We're still there. So uh, unfortunately, that, that did happen to that young man. And, and it may happen again, but the running is never the solution. Running is never the solution. Well, do you think... Uh Uh, you say Allen has always had a a, a a good black population. Yeah. And, and something like this would happen, and and blacks are not new to the community, and they've been there a long time, and still something like this happened, and he take off. Well, we don't know who. Uh, do they have any evidence of? Uh, who the person was? Well, they're saying they uh, was of the KKK ilk that did hey. this. Okay, I don't, I don't know. And actually, this is the first time that I am hearing of this. It uh, is. What, what was? Yes, it is. You haven't been listening to the news? I listened. I'm listening to it right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about on television and all of that. 
You have I'm you been listening? Every day. Well, it should have been on there. I'm, I'm so tired of this other stuff that's going on across that border. Sometimes I just turn it off. So I may have missed that. But anyway, um, like you said, no, running is never the, never the solution. You know, um, you know, we just, I, I don't know, we just have to stand up and fight for what we believe in. So mm-hmm. hopefully that it won't happen again. And hopefully, you know, these a lot of people, especially in these neighborhoods, have those what they call those doorbell camera type uh, doorbell ringers. Mm-hmm. And they are actually can capture a lot of things on those, which I think they're good to have. I don't have one. I think they're good to have. So mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, do you li- you live in Allen? No, I don't. Have you ever lived there? No, I haven't. But I have had business in Allen, which I was surprised to find out how 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 uh, uh, heavily populated we were in some areas. Even going out towards Central, which I was surprised. Uh, those those names are actually the three names of the main exits are actually named after people uh, that were prominent in that area. Uh-huh. In fact, one of my clients had actually worked for the McDermott, and she was actually kind of educating me on who this person was, which I was I was surprised. I didn't know. I was just uninformed. So that. My antennas went up, and I and as I just kind of moved around the area, I could say, okay, okay, we got, we're here, we're there. Some of the houses are, if you remember back in the day, just like over there where the Galleria Mall is, yes, we uh-huh. own that property out there too, right? You know, there mm-hmm. were houses. Mm-hmm. Know this for a fact because I worked out there. There were houses. Yeah where black people were just sitting out there on their porches. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's the name? What is the name of the Was that the Galleria? That's not... The Galleria is the one that's still yes. there. But it's okay. another one. What was Valley View? What was the name of that? Shopping Center is... Uh, it was. It's a church right across from... The, the church building still standing right there. Was it Valley View? It was I one of those malls up there. It was a real ni- big, nice mall. Yeah. Much of the property, that LBJ Freeway. Yeah. We owned most of that property. Black people owned yes. a lot. Yeah. Yes, uh, oh, yes, yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not surprised at, you know, uh, people think that, you know, we, we're just migrating to those areas, but that's not, it's just not true. My grandparents lived over there on State Street back in the day. I'm pretty sure you know about that. Oh, yeah. North Dallas. That used to be the happening place. That was was ours. My grandmother, I have pictures of her and friends walking down State Street right there in front of the State Theater. Yeah. So, yeah, we we are. You remember Pappy Dad's Barbecue? No, now I don't remember that. You don't remember Pappy Dad's Barbecue? No, I no, I do not, but I do remember that old uh, that old cab uh, where you could call a cab from no, the area. Stayed in North Dallas. Now I remember everything. Now I was a I was a child. 
Oh, no, and I'm listening. You weren't too much of a child. <laughs> Come on now. But my dick, my dick is Dr. Brown. If you remember Dr. Brown. Yeah. Uh, was, he was my dentist at, at the time. And I remember taking the bus over there, and the streets were actually dirt streets. They were not paid back then. Yeah. But I don't remember, I don't remember the barbecue. Put some of these calls. Put one on. Okay. Yeah. So we have Doreen on line one. Doreen. Doreen. Yeah. Already. Put him on. Uh -huh. Hello, Doreen. New Year. Yes. This is Doreen. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Go right ahead. Yes, I was. You were talking about the, um, you know, the painting of the back of the door. We moved over here December 18 of 1971, and we were the first blacks to move into this neighborhood in Castleview. Okay. Off Ferguson and Oak. Mm -hmm. And some kids put some ketchup on our door. And my kids was the first black at Edwin J. Keith. Mm -hmm. And they later bust them to Gaston. And I tried to put my kids, because I was working, put them at St. Paul's, you know, for daycare after school. Mm -hmm. And St. Paul's told told me that they didn't take blacks. No, what school was St. Paul? St. Pius. It was a Catholic. Oh, St. Pius, a Catholic school. school. Okay, I got you. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They told you they didn't take blacks. They didn't take blacks. Well, those uh, those good old Christians didn't take blacks. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The first blacks to move over here, and uh, yeah. Well. We'll find it. It's you know, but she describes Allen as a town that's uh, blacks have been there for a long time. I don't know, and it's not just a few. It's quite a few people there. But uh, still, I was just intrigued when I heard the story, and mm -hmm. heard, heard yep. that he took his boys and said, hey, not gonna play football here and take off took off running. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, my, my daughter was the first black to go to Evan J. Keith. They had a black coach up there, but she was the first black to go. And uh, so we're still here. I'm still here. It's been 51 years now, this past December. So I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, you're still there. That's, that's all I'm right. Still then. here, yeah. It's just about all black now, isn't it? 
Well, now it's Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cheering from black to Hispanic now. All right, okay. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I'm one of the original ones, you know, that are still here. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. You have a happy new year. Yes, uh-huh. Thank you, ma'am. That okay. the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? We have Manita on the line, too. Manita? Yes, Manita. On the line three, sorry. Alrighty. Good morning, uh, Manita. Hello? Hi. Yes, go right in. You're on the air. Uh, um, I, um, about the, the graffiti. Um, I live in an area that's very well capable for that to happen and quite often. But if it did happen, um, because we got cameras now, you know, the security cameras, I wouldn't run. Mm-hmm. Where area you live in? Azel, Texas. Azel, next, uh, Tarrant County. In Tarrant County? Now, I've heard of Azel. I don't know exactly where it is. You said, but it's in Tarrant County. And you said it's the area that likely that could happen? Yes. What? Uh, I don't know what I can say. But um, we had some new neighbors move in, and there, I think we were the first really black to move here. My little Pelican Bay area, we moved here in 2017, beginning, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some neighbors black that just moved in across from the courthouse. And um, I was invited, wanted to invite them to the community city council meeting. And I I went there when I went back. Her door had been like, it looked like spray paint was removed from it or something. And I went over and I said, did someone, did someone uh, put stuff on your door? Because I was really concerned. I, was, I had to ask. And she said, no, it was her daughter doing some kind of artwork from school. So, it's never happened, I don't believe, but it's, it can because we got a lot of Confederate flags. We had a lot. Mm-hmm. My neighbor right behind me, he's, sure. he's very religious about it. And I told him, I said, if he don't remove it, I'm going to remove myself. That's what I feel about it. You, you going to move? Yeah, I'm trying to move. I got a cell phone out right now. They still doing you like that? They don't put paint or nothing. You know, they just got a lot of Confederate flags and other super stuff that happen. Mm-hmm. They'll, uh, we get people knocking on my bed and leave and nobody's there. And mm-hmm. Just all kinds of stuff. My family told me not to move here. They say I'm crazy, kind of crazy to live here. But this is Tarrant County. I was born and raised, and all of them were born and raised here. So I know it's going to up and go. But uh, I would like to stay, but you, you really, I just really can't. Because, you know, I'm a teen, Bonnet. One morning I got up, it was seven. Seven something, you know, the school bus is coming. Mm-hmm. 
Them kids were out there screaming, yelling. But it hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a white boyfriend, you know? My old man, he's white. And those kids were yelling. I swear to God, I, I thought I was, not, I just ain't American. I thought I was in space. I just didn't register with me at all. So mm-hmm. I went, I went to the school board and I told them, I went to the bus barn who picked them up. And I told the uh, manager, these kids are out of control. They, that does not happen. So they rerouted the uh, the stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to move because of that. I mean, they don't, they can't, they don't do it anymore. I, I want to move because like, the council, I see the council, they just, they put people in there just, Literally, I don't think they have a clue, you know? They, I want to move because they, they don't replicate. There's not one black person on the board. Yeah. And they still got them flag. Well, yeah. If you move in those areas and things are happening, you have to be know. strong to deal with it. But I thank you for your call. All right, they close the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, ready. Who do we have next? Uh, uh, we have uh, Randall on uh, line uh, two. Randall? Yes. Okay. Good morning, Randall. Good morning. Please leave, uh, uh, turn your radio down, please. He should turn it down. Charles, uh, I, I, I live in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... Uh, I don't want, I'll start talking about everything I'm not supposed to be talking about out there in space. But I, uh, I'm just scared, uh, uh, because the, the, the amount of what I call, uh, redneck type, they're in, they're in Fort Worth and, um, I, I, I need someone to help me to advise. I'm, 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 I'm white, but I, I, I'm terrified of these people, and I, I, uh, I need some. They say that people like me need to not be out there running, or doing stuff, you know, protesting and stuff. We need, we need to listen to someone like you to advise us as what, how, what. What what were we what are we supposed to do? And I, I'm 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 really I'm just really scared. Um, I live on the east part of Fort Worth, and I I don't have anybody really to talk to, and uh, I I need to shut up and listen to what you want to say. Well, uh, you say uh, how old are you? Seventy. You seventy? Yes. And you say you've been protesting? Well, I I used to live in El Paso. Uh, I I actually watched Beto O'Rourke grow up. Uh, I was an activist there, but that was a, a while back, like ten years. And I was in I was in Houston for a while, and they sent me to near Fort Worth and uh, I was in a horrible place uh, that 
was even worse than Fort Worth. Uh, although it's right next, but it's uh, like next to Fort Worth. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I feel lost. And I don't, I, I don't have anybody to talk to me, advise me about what I should be doing. And I've been listening to your radio, and I, I think you're a person that could, I should be around just listening to. Well, uh, yeah. Where do you live? I live. Um, what's what's it? Right. Okay. Hold on. Where do you um, live? Hold on. Some something stare. Um, hold on. I have memory problems. What's what's the I, I live on. I, I live on sixteen twenty Grantland Circle. What city is that in? So you live in Fort Worth. Yes, it's it's near. What's what's the big street? Spare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know where I know exactly where you live now. I know exactly where you live. Uh, well. Brentwood Stair. Uh, yeah, what is what is the problem there? You say you have nobody to talk to. I, I, um, no, I, I. Uh, there's the person that owns this place. They're African American. My roommate is African American, but I, I really don't have anybody to talk to about. Uh, Political stuff to go to and protest, and uh, I I want to. Right, they don't want to talk to you. Yeah, they do want to talk to me. Well, I, I just don't that, have anybody that I can talk to about being an activist. Oh, oh, now I I thought that's where you were going, but I wanted to be sure. To being a political activist, yeah, doing something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm seventy. Uh, well, I tell you what, you do. Uh, you go and uh, when this women's voters league, call them and ask them about your area and things that a white person can get into when it comes to. Uh, community service and when it comes to things that are basically you know uh, that's going to uh, uplift all people okay okay all right um, th- thank women's, you women's women's voter yeah voters league thank you sir thank you all right close the line 972-647-1893 all right okay Yes, uh, we is I I don't know. He sure had a young sounding voice to be seventy. <laughs> that one I don't know. I don't know. I sure hope he does. All right, you can cut him off. Yeah, All right. Who do we I tell you what. All right, let's let's go to a break. Okay. Through, uh, and okay. Then we'll come back. Again. And we have uh, James uh, right after. All right. Okay. Yo, what's up? I'm kicking with mine, y'all know. Here we go. All right, we're back. 
Ready to take your calls. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. All right, bring James on. Yeah, James from uh, Palestine on line one. All right. Good morning, James. Yes, sir. Good morning. Appreciate all you doing and the sacrifices. Right quick, you brought up so many interesting things to speak on, but as far as, like you said a while ago, good Christian people, you know, we've gotten away from, if we all say we love Jesus and love the Lord, he said, uh, keep our commandments if you love me, and that love thy neighbor as thyself right there. Everybody in that city of Allen or wherever nearby, whether you're black, white, or whatever race you are, right there, they are living in disobedience, and they need to come together and, and address that issue. You know, all the preachers and the church folk first, because First Peter 4.17 tell us when he come back, he's going to start at his house first and see why they wasn't doing what they sort of been doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yes, true. Mm-hmm. And this is what they need to be doing. Like you said, put your colors away. We walk by faith and not by sight. Like we walk by sight, we'll kill every white person we see because of bravery <laughs> or something, but we trying to avoid that stuff. But the other yeah. thing, Rabbi, that you, call, you had so many issues, as far as the police, I worked on a civil service commission board down here. They kept me off of it because I was in, wanting to investigate. But what they need to do in Dallas, Fort Worth, or wherever, the police would have what they call an A and G file. Those files is like your personnel file. And when you, when you look at those files, you can tell and what we as black people and brown people or whoever, are, if we get on these civil service commission boards and, and check out our local government and get on these police review commission like Reverend Wright is doing and all of that and believe me we can keep up with what's going on with these polices and, and quit putting them on administrative leave with pay. You take that pay away from them and then they'll quit messing up so bad because as long as you paying them to go ahead and kill us or wait around like that at, at Jefferson situation, this mm-hmm. is all this uh, dog and pony show like Reverend Wright usually say. Alright, okay. Yes, sir. One, one, one before you get away, the border. On the border, those people are coming over here because the white people in America and whoever else were helping them went over in those countries and nations and robbed those people and took away all their goodies like they did African and everything. And the chickens that come home to roost, them, them people coming back to get what they claim is theirs and they're not playing with nobody. They call them terrorists. But the real terrorists is the domestic terrorists that you see going on right now, the Republicans and all those groups like that. Thank you so much, and I'm always ready to come to be at your side, and I know Mr. Wynn will come with me. We thank you always for what you do. Thank you. All right, we thank you. All righty. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because I had promised that I was going to not drop Spanish from being taught in a serious way, being being compulsory to take in the Dallas Independent School District 972-647-1893 for this I want to know how do you feel about it do you think it should be made mandatory any child that go to school a certain number of years in the Dallas Independent School District tried to make them affluent at least two years of Spanish. Thank you for my coffee. Help me out. 
And uh, should this be? Should this be? Should this be? Anybody? What do you think? Should that language is a language where all the people around here uh, it's a language that's really has permeated through all the society and culture here in Texas and probably in the whole Southwest it's one of the broadly spoken languages in Texas so what about this? 972-647-1893. I'm really serious about this. Should Spanish be taught in the Dallas Independent School District? What about it? What about it? Some of you brave soldiers get up and speak up. For or against. What do you think? For or against? Yes. You don't want to speak it? See, we have no official language. There is no such thing as official language in the United States of America. Did you know that? There's no official language. All these languages can be spoken. But one that's so prevalent around us and around our children what about that? 972 647 1893. What about it? What about that? All right, Spanish being taught. All right, bring me some callers on. Bring me a call on. Right, so we have a pork on the line two. Who? Porch. Porch? All righty. Uh, cut line one off. No. That's, yeah. You, you got it. Pork is right. All right. Good morning, Porch. So having gone to uh, school most of my life in Texas, mm-hmm. um, foreign languages, they're absolutely compulsory. It's something that's necessary, um, whether it's Spanish, mm-hmm. whether it's Chinese or anything else. Children absolutely must learn a second language. <clears throat> when they speak a second language, they have more opportunities. They have better brain, gro- brain growth, and they're able to understand problems a lot better than a monoglot, a mm-hmm. person that solamente habla solamente uno language. Mm, uno one language, language. yes. Uh-huh. Better than uh, that. Mm. It's good for your brain. It's good for society. And uh, we do not have an official language. We do not have an official religion. We don't need one. We, uh, we need to be able to adapt and welcome people from other countries and also uh, be able to fit in when we go to other countries. Yes. And Spanish is very important, being that we share a border with Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's absolutely important. Yeah, it definitely is because it's sometimes the difference in getting a job and not getting a job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thank you for it. Thank you for your call. 
Thank you for having me. Huh? We love we love TNON. Thank you for being on the air. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Eckler's the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, Mitch is on the line one. Mitch? All yeah. right, bring him on. Good morning, Mitch. Hello, Mitch? Uh, yeah. Go right ahead. You're on there. Okay. Concerning uh, the official uh, language, uh, you know, I've been to some countries and all. Well, we speak here. We speak America. Well, there's no uh, language in our Constitution. There's, there's no word in our Constitution. No, it's not. That says there is an official. This is an official language in America. No, it doesn't exist. No. No, and we true. have a language in our area that we have millions of people. This is our native language, and our kids have to go to school with them. We have. We live with them. Everything. Why shouldn't that be? Uh, mandatory in our schools that our children and I say at an early age learn to speak Spanish. Well, it should be taught. It should be an automatic because when I was in school, we had an elective. We had to take uh, French or Spanish. It was it was one of the electives we you know could mm-hmm. could take. Now with with uh, like someone said earlier, you know, as close as we are to Mexico. Mm-hmm. At least we should be able to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I see now, I won't give them no press, but there's a hardware store that I've been around for years. Mm-hmm. When I'd go in that hardware store, I wouldn't see nothing but elderly white people for years. Mm-hmm. And within the last four, four, um, four, three years, last three, four years, I go in that same store and I don't see nothing in there but young Hispanic people. It's about the dollar. It's about the dollar, and they can yeah. talk to people, to more people than others who only know one language. Yes. They, they can. can talk to you. Well, because one of the main things they first hire is uh, ask, are you bilingual? Yeah. And they, and they mean Spanish. They don't mean German yeah. or French yeah. or Russian or whatever they are. No. No, no they don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it should be taught. It should be an automatic. I mean, with things changing like they are, the change coming, that should be an automatic in the schools. It should be taught. Mm-hmm. And yeah. taught in a manner that they will have to learn this language, not to play with it. At least two years. I, I say start at an early age because a small child can learn Spanish or any other language faster than you and I, I would ever learn faster. Yeah, yeah, they, they pick up on it real quick. Right. Most things. Like yeah, a small yeah. child, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so my, uh, this is another thing. Why are, we, why are we speaking, why are we teaching English in school? I mean, we don't we don't speak the, the English, English, but we speak No, we American. don't. We speak so why American. Are we teaching, why, why are we teaching English in school when most, uh, uh, I'll say most Americans, uh, speak American. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So why are we teaching English? Well, I, I I heard the news last night, and guess what? They were bragging about and just so proud of Thomas Jefferson a reopening high school. It was destroyed uh-huh. by the tornado. And guess what they said? They're going to make sure that one hour every day they're going to change. Uh, they teach English. The next day, one hour, they're going to teach Spanish. 
okay. What does that tell you? Now, this is in a fluid, pretty affluent uh, area. Hello. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, that clears the line 972-647-1893 who do we have Pierre uh, Michelle is on the line too Michelle yeah. alright bring her on hey. good morning Michelle good morning how you doing fine how are you doing I'm doing good I, I just said because I came to work um, I have something to say mm-hmm. I think all of them to know that at least something about the culture because I I said to California and I live here in Dallas and I I I I have to take class and college is mandatory here in Dallas. Uh-huh. And I have my kids taken in California and I, I was told by my professor here in Dallas that the uh, Hispanics are coming back. They're coming back for their um, protectors for their country. That's what I was told, and I'm glad I learned some of it about it. Well, yes, it used to. The borderline used to be the Rio Grande, not the Rio Grande, but uh, the Colorado River that runs right through Austin. It used to be their their borders used to be that far north, but they took their land. This, the, the Mexicans, Spaniards took their land from uh, the Tejas Indians and runaway African slaves. That's how they got Texas from the Tejas Indians and runaway African slaves. So it's a give and take thing on that deal there. So, mm-hmm. so, but here's what you've got happening. You got people that they're here. They're not going anywhere. And they speak. You go into a restaurant. You go into, I, you can go into a doctor's office. You can go anywhere. And the first person you see now is usually... Uh, Spanish young ladies, they're there, they can greet you in English, and they can greet you in Spanish. The reason why I say this is the multitude of people that are in this area. So why not learn the language? Hello? Hello, I'm here. Yes. All right. You have anything else to say? No. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, thank you, I thank you for your call. Thank you. All right. Yes, uh-huh. It's time to... Well, get that one off here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it off. I tell you what, I usually let them in for a couple of minutes ahead, but just bring me back, bring me... Bring me another call. I'm going to take another call. Hang on. Yes, and I see. What? I want to hear quickly. I got to run because we're completely, I'm almost completely out of time. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 972-647-1893. I don't need to get that out. Who is it? Okay, so we have Minata. 
Mineta. Yes. All righty. She's Good morning, Mineta. Good morning. Good morning. Go right I ahead. I just want to speak again about the Spanish. I grew up around Spanish all my life. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I think we should learn it because you should teach the kids, like you say, when they're young. Mm-hmm. They should learn it because it's, uh, it's things that things are changing. I mean, there's so many. We're going to have to know how to communicate. Yeah. To not be overwhelmed. But, yeah, I think for that reason, because it's so... And you know the Hispanic gear, they, they classify themselves as white afterwards. So I think we have to... We really should know that language. But I'm not for it. I'd rather speak uh, Native American. You know, Indian. What's Native American? You know how the how that word how is, you know, put your hand out. How the native Indians. Oh, I know what's up now. Come on, come on. <laughs> there you go. I really no. There's so many. I have a thing in my Bible where if Native American, it counts one to ten, and it tells you how to say it. Really, I mean, if this is something mandatory, I think really that should be it. Well, this is something that would expand our world to learn a foreign language. Expands you, especially uh-huh. if uh, that, that that it's a language of a native country. It's a language <laughs> of probably your neighbor could easily be. So here's the thing, but also. It's money. When you can speak another language and you can communicate with more people, the money becomes broader. Hopefully you can see that. But I, I started late with this day. I'm after putting on another day. I got to get out of here. Uh-huh. Got to run. Thank you for your call. I got to get you. out of here. Got to run. And uh, coming next is the Workers Beat. And... Y'all stay tuned to the great programming here at KNON. Bye-bye. Good morning. It's the Workers' Beat. I'm Gene Lanson. The beautiful redhead is here. Good morning. It's Bonnie Mathias. Are y'all awake? Wake up. I didn't hear a whole lot of callers. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I've been listening to to uh, MSNBC talking about uh, <laughs> it took 15 votes the to clown get show in the Congress the clown show the uh, workers meet of course is about everything from the point of view of working families and we yes. like to start off with things you can do today is a good day to apply for vote by mail and yes. to renew your deputy registrar status and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a class uh, at CWA. On February the 8th to get your VDR certificate. For deputy registrar yes. status. Okay. So that's uh, February the 8th from 6 to 7. You can, uh, we'll get a link up uh, by Monday. Okay, on January the 11th at 12.30 p.m., the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at the uh, Educators Hall. 
Bishop and Center in Oak Cliff. Everyone is invited. They're going to do this online as well as in person. Call Judy at 214-729-0063. January 13th through 16th, Labor, Civil, and Human Rights Conference in Washington, D.C. January 16th will be the MLK Holiday March and Parade. Contact Lou Luckhart. 214-826-4808 214-826-4808 and get in the, uh, in the in the contingent with labor if you want to. January the 18th is the first day for candidates to file for Dallas City Council races. I understand that they're already petitioning, aren't they, Bonnie? I guess so. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a of a mess. Uh, Anna Casey, who was a longtime political operative, mm-hmm. uh, she handled primarily uh, uh, city council candidates. She passed away. Yeah. And uh, people seem to be scrambling trying to find uh, someone who can run their campaigns. I see. So this should be very, very interesting. What's that day? The 18th? The 18th is one of the first days. That's the first day they can file. Okay. Then the the fight starts. (laughs) Election day in Farmer's Branch is January the 21st. They're having a special election there. Yes, and there's actually early voting going on at one location currently. You can find information on DallasCountyVotes.org. But did, they, did they ever put out the terms of uh, when we're going to be voting in Dallas uh, for city council? We haven't. It hasn't been released yet. It is May the first, though. It's the uh, election I, day, isn't it? I is that on a Tuesday or a Saturday? It's a Monday. Mm-mm, it'll be a Saturday. It'll be a Saturday. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday. Mm, okay. Yep. 972-647-1893 If you'd like to call with anything that interests you, minimum wages rose in twenty three states. When the new year rolled around. Not here, by the way. Not in Texas. Not in Texas. No, no, no. no. However, December marked... See, the first Friday of every month is when the Bureau of Labor Statistics puts out a bunch of information Mm -hmm. on the jobs market. And they said that December marked the 24th straight month of job growth. However... This came from the, from the Washington Post. Economists predict the slowdown in the labor market will deepen this year because Federal Reserve officials plan to keep raising interest rates to get inflation more under control. We have a caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> Do you want to call? Do you want to talk? I don't know. Hello? Good morning. You're on the air. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you talked about the job situation. Um, The black unemployment rate is still twice white unemployment rate. The unemployment rate for everybody went down to 3.5. That's the average. For African Americans, 5.7. Asians, Mm -hmm. 2.4. Hispanics, 4.1. Right. Mm-hmm. So, African Americans have consistently maintained that ratio. Yeah, they've always they always get the worst, don't they? Mm-hmm. Well, if and, you hear and, and just I'm just gonna say, you know, you hear Abbott tell it. Uh, we've got oh, the economy. The economy in Texas is booming. We're adding X number of jobs. What he's not saying is what those jobs are. They're service industry jobs that pay crap. 
Okay, well, go ahead, and, brother. And also, there is a disparity of where the jobs are located. Yes. Uh, if you live south of I-30... There ain't no jobs. And if you live north of I-30... You can find something. <laughs> Am I right, Leon? Am I right? Well, uh, I have gone to the city council numerous times to try to get them to try to do something about this disparity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are housing deserts, food deserts, and hospital deserts uh, south of I-30. And it seems as if um, they don't want to do anything on that side of town. Now, if you want to start a 80-story building on the north side, it's okay. But if you want to build uh, housing to get people out of the streets in the southern sector, it's, you know, you just talk you three minutes and that's and, it. And it's been like that. It's been like that all along, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's very frustrating. Yeah. What do you and think? What do you, what, what do you think we need to do? Do you think the city council races will help us in that in that regard? Well, I asked the council to put it on a ballot, a bond referendum, like they did for K. Baylor Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. For the convention center. For the convention center. Mm -hmm. Or they there was one for uh, El, El Centro or the Dallas Community College District. And I asked them to do a bond to build housing, particularly in the southern sector, because in the northern sector they don't want people to live in certain people living in, in the apartment complex. Okay, so see that therein lies the rub. This not in my backyard noise is for the birds. You know, we cannot consistently put our our black and brown neighbors into the southern sector. Why can't they live up north? They work up north. Why can't they live up north? Because they can't afford it, Bonnie. And that's BS. See, that's the thing. They can't afford it because they can't get jobs. They can't get jobs because they live in the southern sector. No, they got a lot of them live in the southern sector and work in the northern sector. Mm -hmm. Because there are no jobs. Oh, they're building warehouses out the wazoo in the southern sector. Mm -hmm. But there's no transportation. There's no transport, no public transportation to any of those warehouses out on 3545 in uh, Mesquite, in West Mesquite. There is no public transportation. How do you want to hire workers if there's no public transportation? Okay, Leon, you well, got some more? Yeah, well, there's one thing that we have to keep in mind. A person should pay more than a third of their income for housing. No, they shouldn't. And if, and if you live in the northern sector, you're going to pay market rate. There's, there's not going to be any controls on what they charge for the rent. If, if the city has a bond and requires uh, the housing that's built by those bonds to be uh, tied to a certain amount of what you pay, what your income is, Mm -hmm. Then that that will make that will maintain that uh, housing stock for people who are not making enough money to pay eighteen hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom apartment. 
Well, there has to be political will. And I do not, we got to wait and see who's going to run to see if there's going to be any political will to do anything. We, we have a black mayor. What do you think, Leon? Do you think he's going right. to make a big difference? See, I'm glad you mentioned that, Gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor should lead this initiative just like he did for the uh, K. Bailey uh, Fair Park mm-hmm. uh, bonding initiative. He's, he's supposed to take the lead. <laughs> In addition to that, you have three council people who live in areas where there's never been a billion dollars worth of development. Yeah, right. In the history of Dallas. Mm-hmm. So they should be taking the lead and saying that, you know, we need this development because a billion dollars worth of development. Uh, similar, they did this in uh, in San Antonio. Right. And the $1.2 billion uh, bond referendum was passed mm-hmm. for housing. Right. So this a billion dollars worth of development is an economic engine. Not only does it supply housing, it does it creates jobs and it creates service businesses around that house. Right. Exactly. So all they have to do is just put it on the ballot and let the voters decide if they want it. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate you calling, Leon. Thank you, Leon. Appreciate you. You can call us too at 972-647-1893. Especially if you have some good ideas that should be carried out in 2023. I got some good news for the General Motors workers yeah. over in Arlington. General Motors outsold Toyota in the United States for the first that. time in many, many years. We're number one. We're number one. Hey, man, I'll tell you, I've, I have driven General Motors vehicles for pretty much. My first car was a 51 Chevy, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. My dad put turn signals on it. It was so cool. So I didn't have to stick my little arm out the window. From second car, 64 Chevy Impala. Mm, You're driving a Chevy now, aren't you? And I'm still driving a Chevy. Okay. My dad was a Chevy man. On the uh, unemployment uh, records and the jobs uh, stuff from the Bureau of Labor Statistics yesterday... Uh, they said that salaries over the past year rose by 4.6%, which is not nearly, it's about half of what inflation was. So it's crazy to say that in order to fight inflation, we have to bring down wages. But that's what they're doing. It's so crazy. And the Economic Policy Institute says this approach is totally wrong. No, really? They say that wage (laughs) rates peaked in mid-2022 and have been falling since. They're far below inflation and therefore could not be causing inflation. This is a quote. A number of influential commentators have recently put forward the view that the Federal Reserve must cause pain to get inflation back to more normal levels. By cause pain... They mean that the Fed should raise interest rates high enough to cause unemployment to rise significantly. However, this would be a totally wrong approach. And that's absolutely true. The right approach is to tax the rich people. That's where all, that's the big problem. That's where all the money is for crying out loud. Stop trying to squeeze the little guys, man. We're dying down here. The inequality is what's killing the United States and the entire world. All the money is piling up down at one end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. and they're just keeping it so it doesn't circulate into the into the. Uh, economy, they do spend, they buy million-dollar houses and million-dollar cars. Buy their own but, stock back. But they don't yeah. have, in, they don't 
spend enough to make a difference in the economy. No. They're just piling it up. And, uh, and consequently, the economy is shriveling, and, and they're not doing anything about that at all. When they raise interest rates, all they're doing is trying to get unemployment to come up. And see, that is just, there's something so backwards about that. It is wrong. It's so upside down, backwards, my goodness. Call us and let us know what you think at 972-647-1893. They did create 223,000 jobs last month. It's very good. It's not as much as what they were doing for a while. And uh, the number of long-term unemployed, which is jobless for 27 weeks or more, declined by 146,000, down to 1.1 million in December. So the report was very good, and that's going to cause the Federal Reserve to raise rates more. And they're going to keep on doing that until uh, people start to suffer even worse than they are now. Oh, boy. Doesn't that make sense, Gene? Yeah. Well, it does make sense. For who? That's the catch right there, Bonnie. Everybody thinks that the system doesn't work or that people are stupid. They're not stupid. They're just rich. And the system works for them, folks. The system is working great for them. Works great for them, yes. So there's not a flaw in the system. It's just the wrong people are running it. We're not. We're not running it. That's right. 972-647-1893. Come and give us your point of view. Amazon says they're going to help the unemployment situation by cutting 18,000 jobs. (laughs) And there's a whole bunch of other jobs being cut in the tech field. But I understand that there's still jobs in that field. So people who are in college or thinking about going to college and taking uh, tech courses, they're probably still on the right track. I'm so confused. Some smart ones, some really smart ones, have joined the Communication Workers of America. Yay! These are video game testers. Yeah. And they work for Microsoft. And for and to their credit, Microsoft has said, if some of my people want to organize... We are not going to stand in the way. That's right. And in other words, if they sign up, they can have the union. And so the Microsoft people are joining unions, and uh, this is the first bunch of them, video game testers, including some in Dallas and Austin. Now, some more good news. I've been looking for good news See? on the labor front. And that is that the uh, workers, the, uh, the journalists in Fort Worth have got a contract. Yes! I hope the journalists in, at the Dallas Morning News are listening because uh, they had to go on strike to get the company to, to start to bargain, but they finally did after two years of being uh, stonewalled. And the, what do they call it? The News Guild, the Fort, Fort Worth, Worth News, News Guild. Guild, which is mm-hmm. part of uh, Communications Workers of America. I'm very proud of these folks for doing what they, they did. They now have their first contract. And two, it took them two years of, of stone, of the company stonewalling them and, and them going out on strike for what, a month? Uh, no, it was more like two weeks. Okay, but and the, but they got them back to the table. I think what really scared the company was the fact that the, that the community was starting to turn out with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we had, we took some retirees over there and we marched with them. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, when we were there, there were two other union representatives there. Uh, so the the uh, the whole community, I think, was really backing them. And would have been out there marching with them had it gone on further. And I think that's what got the company to move off the dime yeah. a little bit. So it, it, congratulations to the journalists right. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. You took a chance. You risked everything. 
and you won. Thank and you I, very I, much. And thank you for doing it because uh, that's right. When somebody wins in a labor struggle, it's good for everybody. Do we have to take a break? Yes. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 